Good morning, Nancy. My name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And it's time for a coffee break. going to be talking about a few different things. Uh, We just saw the movie It. It was Abby's first time. It was my third time. (laughs) I saw this movie three times in two weeks. You'll probably see it again. You know, a couple of people are like, hey, do you want to see it a fourth time? And I was like, I actually might. (laughs) Heck yeah, let's party. Let's do it. Um, But one thing that when I first saw it, my theater was really crowded. So it was the Thursday night that it came out and there were a ton of people. And I had a really bad experience uh, when I saw it that first time, because uh, as I explained in the video review, uh, the audience was crap. But this is one thing that I noticed. And then this wasn't a problem. Like it was actual adults that were the problem. Um, But there were a lot of young kids when I went and saw it. In that sort of, yeah. I think the youngest one I saw was maybe nine. They wow. looked about nine. Uh, and then there were a lot of kids that looked like they were like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of like teenagers, which was really interesting. Huh. Yeah. A lot of people over 20. Uh, and then there were a lot of like in between nine and 13 year olds. Hmm. Yeah. It was really weird. And so before the movie even started, I saw that and I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> exactly. Because you and I see horror movies in theaters uh-huh. quite often. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that many children in a horror movie, especially an R-rated horror movie, ever. Like, ever in my entire life going to the theaters. I've never seen... The last time I saw that many kids in the theater was when I saw Beauty and the Beast. Wow. And I was like, what the heck? So That's so weird. That's it's, so weird. It's so weird, right? But what I'm finding out is that a lot of a, a lot of people are taking their kids to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the plot of it, right? We're going to actually do a full-length episode someday about this movie and about the miniseries mm-hmm. uh, because it's worth getting into like in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we're just going to sort of talk about like this phenomena of bringing your children to horror films and especially this horror film. I feel like there's a lot of talk about people bringing their kids to this one. Yeah. Um, one question that I asked Abby after the movie was, would you bring a kid to see this film? Mm-hmm. And you said no. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So before we get into that, the plot. Yeah. So what happens? Um, basically it is, um, it's like a, oh God, why can't I think of the word? It's basically a demon that takes your like worst fear and mimics it. So it is like a shapeshifter. Yeah. Cause he has no true form. Right. He's like, he's the deadlights, right? He's those three glowing lights. Yeah. But his favorite form is Pennywise the clown. Yeah. Because that seems to be like a common fear among all the kids. Like they don't really like clowns that much. Right. And one in particular, that's his worst fear. Yeah. Um, so it 
feeds on the fear of the children in the town. And there are a lot of children that go missing um, because he drags them down into the sewer system and eats them. Yeah. Um, And the parents seem kind of oblivious to it. Like, they're not really acknowledging it at all. Yeah. But the kids know better. And they kind of, um, this group of, a handful of kids called the Losers kind of bands together to fight it. Um, And they end up being successful and then they make... A, a blood oath that if it ever comes back because that's when they're thing. adults yeah I know oh my god <laughs> if it ever comes back when they're adults then they have to come back to the town of Derry yeah. and fight it yeah and it takes place in Maine yeah like all of Stephen King's books basically <laughs> um but yeah so in a nutshell like exactly like, that's what that film is about yeah. kids are the protagonists Mm -hmm. they are the people that we are following around this film now a lot of people I think feel like uh I I think a lot of people thought that because there were kids who were the the protagonists that Mm -hmm. their kids could watch this film yeah and um disclaimer Abby and I are not parents we have never been parents. Maybe we will be parents in the future. But as of this episode, we do not have children. No. Um, so we come from a very, this is a very childless opinion that I think we both have. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's really interesting that we both have like interesting kind of different views on this film mm-hmm. uh, about a, and bringing kids to it. Um but uh, we also are not child psychologists either. We're not PhD <laughs> students in child psychology. No, We're no. just two people who love horror, but think that it's interesting that a lot of people run and bring their kids to this. So mm-hmm. that's our disclaimer. Uh, I actually, after I saw this the first time, I actually thought I would want my children to see this. Mm-hmm. Granted, I wouldn't want like a three-year-old or, or even yeah. a nine-year-old maybe to see it and yeah. that's my own opinion mm-hmm. uh you can disagree with it if you would like out there uh but I would let a 12-year-old see it I would I think I would let my 12-year-old watch it mm-hmm. uh and this is why I think that a 12-year-old should see this is because these to me are heroes mm-hmm. these kids are heroes that I think you can as a child look up to uh, of course, they're swearing and they're maybe saying things that aren't <laughs> quite uh, uh, sweet and kind. Um, but <laughs> deep down in their hearts, they're good kids. Yeah. And they look out for each other and they protect each other. And, uh, you know, they accept one another. What I really like is that they band together even with their differences. Like, OK, they're the losers club, but like. There's one kid who's overweight. There's a kid who is a different race than the other ones. There's a girl who has a lot of horrible rumors being told about her. One kid has a stutter. One kid has an overbearing mother and has asthma, apparently. This is debatable, I think. Um, These are gazebos, Mom. They're BS. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, there is a kid who's Jewish. They're all different, and Mm -hmm. they're... They're all outsiders, even to each other. Right. They're all they're all different from each other. And uh, to me, this teaches kids to accept other kids mm-hmm. for their differences and to still be friends with them. 
uh, and to not make fun of them for their differences. And Henry Bowers and his gang, uh, I think, are really the horror in this film. Like, mm-hmm. they're pretty terrifying. And yeah. I think that they're overbearing bullies. Like, I think that they're a little a little much yeah but i they're not really bullies they're like you said murderers they're sociopaths <laughs> yeah is what they're like for real yeah um serial killers in the making ser- no you're right they are <laughs> um and not every bully is like that not, no. not every bully is ex- as extreme <sighs> as that um but i think that showing this extreme side of of what you could be as a bully and then showing these other kids i don't know it just shows to me like you don't want to be in that group that's me yeah yeah like i and to me that that is almost comical like how overbearing they are and how evil Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. but i think that for kids that makes sense like seeing like how evil and how bad that is and when they like he carves the h in ben's belly and and the cat thing like that to me is like oh yeah i don't want as a kid like seeing that to me i feel like it would be like i don't want any part of that behavior what even associated with that type of group of people so Mm -hmm. to me like this teaches anti-bullying too right um obviously it is frightening like he is a clown he's a leper at one point he is all these horrible things creepy flute lady the flute lady (laughs) so scary um but uh i don't know i just feel like these kids are so relatable in a sense where like as adults we look at these things and you maybe remember being afraid of certain things like this but um as a kid i feel like that still resonates with you which is why i think the mini series was so terrifying to all of us as kids mm-hmm. is because we connected to yeah. that fear and i think that kids would connect to this too but anyway mm-hmm. that's my spiel <laughs> what do you think abby i well now that i have um had like a whole day to process the movie and really think about it um I kind of agree with you. Like, I would let somebody maybe 12, 13 years old watch it. Mm -hmm. Just because, like you said, there's a lot of relatable topics and that kind of thing. Um, But it also kind of reminded me of Harry Potter a little bit. Yeah. Um, Like, the themes of, you know, sticking together and, you know, trusting your friends and trusting your own intuition and, um, you know, being an independent thinker. Yeah. I think that those are super important topics, and I love that this movie touched on those. Um, And these kids are pretty young, too. I mean, I think they said one of the bullies was 15 years old, so that would make the other kids, what, like, mm, 12-ish, maybe? Most of those boys, didn't. their voices hadn't changed yet. Yeah. Yeah, so they were still pretty young. Yeah, they were still very young. I think the kid who plays uh, Stan, his voice was kind of cracking, Mm -hmm. which was so cute. It was. Such a cute kid. Oh, my God. But they are. They're very young. They're Mm -hmm. like 11, 12. Yeah. So another thing that we had talked about was that, um, you know, Pennywise was maybe not super scary to us, but he may be to, like, a young child because... I, that was like a complaint that a couple people had when I, you know, who had seen it yeah. that I spoke to. They were like, you know, Pennywise wasn't really as scary as I thought he could be. But I think if I was younger and I watched this, he would have scared the crap out of me. So I think yeah. that it's 
definitely meant to be frightening for a younger audience, really, and not really adults, unless you have, like, a horrible phobia of clowns, then you're definitely going to be scared. But Oh, yeah. If you have the same you know. phobias as these kids, <laughs> then that's going to frighten you. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, what's really cool is that uh, I I didn't think Pennywise was very scary. That's not a diss on Bill Skarsgård because I think he played this character no, yeah. perfectly. He did an awesome job. He was perfect mm-hmm. as it. It was amazing. Um. But I like, I don't think it, you're right. I don't think it was supposed to scare us. Yeah. I think if you have the same fears as these kids, okay. But it, you're, these are not meant to be jump scares. Right. There's one scene that we both jumped oh in. And I've jumped at this scene the, all three times. I've seen this stupid film. Yeah. Is when he pops out of the freaking projector thing. Yes. Yeah. That was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> I was not ready for that. No. I kind of was, but I was like, wow. <laughs> Because he's huge. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was another thing, too. Like, his head was so... And, like, obviously, this is the Pennywise character, but his head was so abnormally large. I think that was the most creepy part about him for me. Yeah. It was just very strange. It was strange to see. Yeah. And, I mean, so the second time I saw it, I saw it with my husband. Mm -hmm. And he said he... He actually said, you know, it wasn't really scary, like, boo scary. It was yeah. more like, it's disturbing. Yeah. Like, um, like his, the way his costume is, you know, like you said, his head. Yeah. Like, he looks disturbing. He yeah. looks not right. And right. Like, unnatural. Like, you know that. His movement is yeah, really unnatural. Yeah. But this is why, like, we're going a little off topic, but we'll talk whatever yeah I don't care uh, it's our <laughs> podcast we can do whatever we want <laughs> um but he uh he looks uh, like he's not human and that's the point because yeah because it isn't a human right it's not a clown he's not a clown yeah he he takes on this persona like as a when clown. he shape-shifted he couldn't really get the details right like totally yeah i mean he was, he was like i think this is how it goes he did sort of like that bow when he's like trying to <sighs> attack eddie in the in the knee bolt house yeah he does that weird like clown bow but it's so not right uh-huh. because he doesn't he's not human he doesn't understand he's not really a clown right so that part you know, if you if you want to talk about scares, like if you do want to take your kids to see it, like that's really disturbing, like uh-huh. the whole unnatural aspect of it. Um, you mentioned Beverly's father, Ugh. who obviously is molesting her. That was one of the things that would really stop me from letting a younger person watch this, because nothing is really nothing is shown too like it's not too graphic but it's implied and I think that a kid would definitely question it you know what I mean like yeah obviously we as adults are like seeing it happen and we're like oh yeah that's gross but maybe a kid who hasn't been exposed to something like that might be like what was going on there like why was she so scared of her dad kind of thing and see and this is where i think that that's a good thing mm. that kids see yeah, that yeah cuz it opens up a conversation at least absolutely yeah. that some adults are are evil and yeah. you have to be careful of them and mm. not all adults can be trusted right and and i think that that opens a great conversation between kids and their parents about what adults they can trust 
mm-hmm. right? And and what sort of touching is inappropriate? Yeah, because I I don't I think that that shouldn't be swept under the rug. I think kids need to know like this is why I think kids need to know words like penis and vagina. Like they should mm-hmm. know like the real words for that, right? Because this is, um, this is a subject that I think people are too scared to talk about. Yeah, and that's why kids. Uh, get molested well because nobody wants to believe that it's their own family member that would do something like that of course yeah you know that's that's, yeah it's touchy it's it's a it's not something that you would bring up out of the blue either so like no you wouldn't sit your kid down one day and be like these are the signs that you need to watch out for like (laughs) because it's not normal you know what I mean so no it's not yeah yeah so but sometimes that's why I think movies are are a great way for families to uh to watch sometimes together Mm -hmm. uh do you remember the show Ghost Rider yeah yes of course on PBS (laughs) so there was an episode of Ghost Rider uh then they talked about like gangs Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I remember that one. Yes, and that one was so scary. Yeah, it was. But listen, like at the at the beginning, um, they had one of the actors say, "Like, uh, this is a very serious topic. Like, watch with your family." Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid being like, "Oh." You know, and my mom did watch that one with me. I don't know if she remembers, but I remember <laughs> her watching that one with me. And like gangs were not something that I needed to worry about as a kid. Yeah. Like because, you know, you and I both grew up in a very in very small towns. Right. Where it wasn't really a problem like maybe in big cities it would mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Um, but that was something that my mom and I talked about. Mm. You know, like this is something that kids have to look out for and. And, you know, things to avoid and kind of actions to avoid. And uh, I I got a lot out of that. I learned a lot from my mom and I learned a lot from that TV show. And I think it and other things as well is a great way to start maybe a conversation about serious stuff like that with your preteens. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's really interesting. I think more kids need uh, people to like kids their age to look up to and you know to see like they're not losers they're they can find friends and if you you know are nice to other people and Mm. you you know respect other kids your age you know yeah well it's really interesting too to see that group of kids be considered like the losers club because Mm -hmm. like I was saying when we left the theater too like I was maybe I was just super lucky to have gone to the public school that I did, but we never really had bullies like that, and we never had to experience that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the losers club were like typical students, and we all pretty much just got along and accepted each other. But I understand also that that's not always the case with you know different public schools and that kind, even private schools. You know, so I think that's really cool that that was presented in that way, I guess. They were presented as the heroes and the normal kids. And even though they had all these weird social flaws (laughs) or whatever, the things that people might get picked on. Yeah. um, They were the they were normal, natural kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, So we read an article uh, in the Scary Monsters magazine, it's issue uh, 105, uh, the blood relatives issue. <laughs> um, and 
there's an article in here called Don't Fear the Creeper, and it's by Derek Taylor Kent, a.k.a. Derek the Ghost, and he talks about why horror is good for children. He is a writer for the Scary School series. Uh, Abby, what did you think of this article? I thought it was really awesome. Um, I hadn't heard of his book series before, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, but I really like what he says in the article about, um, you know, kids watching horror and being able to use it in their everyday lives. Because basically, um, he says in the article, like, if a kid can sit through an entire scary movie while they're frightened of it, then maybe it'll help them overcome other scary challenges in life. Um, you know, like... Let me see if I can find an example in here. Um, Off the top of my head, like, I feel like an example would be, like, a death in the family. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> or, like, you know, having to go to a new school and, mm-hmm. like, trying to fit in with everybody there. I think that's something that he kind of approaches in his book series. Right, yeah. So it really um, kind of solidified what you had said about, you know, letting kids see movies like It and letting them watch horror and experience those um, frightening moments so that they can use it later and it can maybe shape their character a little bit more. Definitely. And frightening moments in a safe place. Right. Because it's a movie. Yeah. And um, there is a YouTuber and his uh, YouTube account is um, Al's Horror Shop. And Mm -hmm. he has a video where he and his daughter talk about her favorite horror movies and she's seven <laughs> yeah and um and then he has a separate video where he talks about like you know why i let my kids watch horror and he said in one of his videos that um his one of his daughters had a nightmare about the leprechaun in oh. leprechaun War- <laughs> warwick davis's character yeah and so that was like the only nightmare that she had and had and has had since i guess Mm -hmm. watching horror and he like plopped down next to her and he showed her a picture of warwick davis and he was like this is the actor who plays the leprechaun see he's a very nice sweet looking man yeah he's like you're not scared of him right and she's like no and and he was like well then there's no reason for you to be scared of this leprechaun because it's not real right it's it's a person playing pretend yeah and she was like oh and so like the way that he handled that i thought was very uh was amazing like that's such but that's what you do you sit down like it's just a movie it's just pretend the other thing that just popped into my head when you said that was like (sighs) People may criticize parents for letting their kids watch horror movies, but, I mean, your kids can watch the news and experience almost the same thing. Because there's war, there's terror, there's murder, and it sometimes it feels like that's the only thing that the news reports. Yeah. So, at least, like, that teaching moment, if you're able to sit down with your child and say, you know, things aren't always what they seem. Yeah. And you need to look deeper into, you know, what you're viewing and maybe, like, think twice about what the media says or what the news is covering and that kind of thing. So horror might be able to open that conversation up as well, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And we've talked about this before, that horror usually represents what's going on right now in our society. Yeah, just like it's super fiction. social, yeah. Yeah, and so I think even movies like Get Out yeah. is actually pretty prominent and is a good, uh, safe learning experience for kids. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, 
I think that even, you know, even movies like freaking The Stepford Wives. Oh, yeah. Is pretty interesting and is still relevant today. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. a good point, Abby. Oh, thanks. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so conclusion, like I, I honestly think that you could bring your child to see it um obviously as a parent you know your kids more yeah. than we do and obviously i mean we're not telling you to force your child to sit through a horror movie if they don't want to no of course not um respect your child yes please um but i don't think it's a bad idea coming from a, a ch- i'm a childless woman coming from me i don't think it's a bad idea to sit with your preteen and yeah. watch this movie together and yeah. then have a conversation about it right that's just me yeah but and that's just me with any horror movie that you think your kid should or is able to mentally handle watching right yeah um but yeah yeah cool yeah thanks so much guys for listening to this coffee break episode uh hopefully you saw it because we gave away a few things (laughs) spoilers (laughs) we always there's always spoilers (laughs) Literally, just make sure you watch everything before you listen to the podcast. (laughs) Please do. Um, But this is our last coffee break until our Halloween special episodes, which are going to be playing throughout the month of October. Um, Every Tuesday in October, besides the first Tuesday, uh, we are going to have a fun special episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Scarecon coming up in Verona, New York. Mm, Freddy Uh, Fest. Freddy Fest in Syracuse, New York. Uh, and then we're going to have a two-parter about a special horror movie icon. Uh, the first episode is going to premiere the Tuesday before Halloween, and then the second one premieres on Halloween. Yay! Yay! So exciting. It's very exciting. Okay, guys, so uh, we'll miss you. We'll be gone for a little bit, but um, we'll see you in October. Bye! Bye!